0: Hey, everybody, this is Peter and Hannah from Gordon College, and you're listening to the Outcast Podcast, where you'll hear stories of the cross cultural challenges and joys that international students experience while studying in the United States. On Outcast, we invite the international students to share their background and help bring understanding to their diverse perspectives on the world.
1: Welcome back to Outcast Episode 5. Today, we are super excited to talk with Roddy Ngolomingi. Roddy is a senior at Gordon College studying computer science. He was born in the Democratic Republic of Congo and grew up in Kinshasa for 10 years before attending Ima Kafubu Boarding School for six years. Roddy came to the States when he was 19 and lived in Beverly, Massachusetts until coming to Gordon in 2018. Roddy currently lives in Beverly with his wife, Jennifer, who he met at Gordon. They attend and are actively involved at Netcast Church in Danvers, Massachusetts. He is a part of the Gordon men's soccer team and Afro-Homway, which is the student-led club that helps connect the community of African descent at Gordon College. After he graduates this May, Roddy plans to pursue a career in technology. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs)
2: Thank Thank you so much. We're so
1: happy Uh, you're here. Thank you
2: guys for uh, having me here. And and it's an honor. It's a privilege to just be here and uh, talk with you guys and just
0: yeah oh it's our privilege man i mean are you excited uh, that you're graduating soon oh definitely yeah. i am
2: pumped uh i'm very excited <laughs> I'm looking forward to it just the future uh the future holds so yeah. i can't wait to just see what god has for me you know what door it's gonna open and stuff like that so yeah. yeah
1: yeah and you're so close to graduating too like <laughs> right. 40 however many days left yeah yeah, oh yeah.
2: 39, days left. <laughs> yes. 39 days left. yes
0: 39 days definitely counting days
2: right yes. <laughs> oh i am oh i am i have um uh, Counting down on my phone uh, every day. I wanna work up, I'm <laughs> I working out. I love that. I'm like, oh, okay. It's 39 days today. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Ah, nice. So exciting. Yes. <laughs> so
0: tell us, you know, what's currently going in your life. Like, what are you grateful for?
2: What's currently right now? Uh, as we just talked about, like pursuing life after college, like in technology and just like software developer and stuff. Anything engineering Sweet. Uh, job. Currently applying jobs. I had uh, two interviews already, so I'm just kind of waiting to hear back and just keep applying more jobs and, yeah. and waiting for that one opportunity that's going to come at the door and just take it. It'll come. Um, It'll yes, come, I man. believe it will come, yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what's going on right now. And also just finishing up with my senior year, because for computer scientists, you have to do like a senior project. Yeah. Uh, so at the beginning of your senior year, you have to pick a project and then you pick your team. So we've been working on it since fall and then we're going to present it at beginning of May mm-hmm. and then to the whole campus, to the friends and family, just going to come in and just kind of like show them like this is what we've been working on and then, yeah.
0: Wow. it's yeah. an exhibition
2: kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. So basically, we're working with Wycliffe, which is a Bible translation. Uh So like we're just kind of helping out and some stuff like that and we'll be presenting it in May to the public.
1: That That's, is so cool. Yeah. So if you <clears throat> could choose like your ideal job Mm. What would that be?
2: I feel like I love technology and I also love people. I love connecting people and just like loving people and so helping people. So, um with that, I was just looking like what is a job that I can do within technology? And I find this uh position in um in the technology is called solution engineering, which is means like you're working like half and half or you would little be working like like technology side and then also, like, people. So, maybe, like, doing kind of sales. Like, you understand, like, what the, the system or what the technology is. Mm-hmm. And then you have to tell the customer or something about, oh, this is what this product does and this is what you do. And you kind of basically building also like relationship with the customers. So, it's kind of like mm-hmm. an hybrid of, like, those two things, which I think is super cool. The jobs I've been applying, it's then mostly are not Christians, yeah. um, which is very hard to find, like, a tech Christian company. Yeah. Uh, but mm, i'm glad that i came to gordon learning technology at gordon in a christian school because it gives you a different perspective of like how to use your gift because god created the world right so he has a big gift of creating so we created things right Mm -hmm. god didn't create a world to like for like us to be like miserable or to like come and do all the the such things so he wanted the world to be a perfect place for human when they can thrive right Mm So like I feel like technology also when we create technology, we create something. Yeah. We need to we need to think about those things. Like, well, what am I creating? Is that creating something that's gonna harm people? Is this something gonna like people gonna benefit from me? And I don't think I would have learned that if I went to some in, in not a Christian school, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a uh, super cool and super like yeah. helpful. Yeah.
0: So like cool. you just wanna know how you got into soccer, you know. Okay. You know, for us like guys, when we play soccer at young age, uh, we always look up to the stars, right? Like Ronaldo or something like that. And, you know, that's our motivation uh, when yeah. we're watching TV. So, you know, tell us how you got into So, soccer. it's a bit
2: tricky <laughs> why I'm saying that. Because growing up in an African family, especially, I would say, the Congolese households that my parents wanted. And it's like even if you had a passion of a sport they don't want you to play sport because they're like Aye. you're not gonna make it uh, stuff like that you know they want oh. to be a lawyer like a stable job. yeah man. they want to be president yeah. and stuff like that so like <laughs> playing soccer was behind my parents back I'll go to school and have like my socks uh, my shorts in my backpack so after school I'll just go play soccer and i have finish that and I'll go to my friend shower yeah. quick be oh clean wow. and then put back my clothes on and come home Mm-hmm. Like nothing happened. Yep. That's kind of how I got into soccer, and because like where I'm from, men's sport is only soccer. Everybody plays soccer wow. every single way. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only sport people play. There's basketball, but it's not like that.
1: So did you start just playing by yourself, or did you have like a group of people that you would play with?
2: Oh, uh, mostly just friends from neighborhood or or classes. You hear like, oh, there's like a pickup and left in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So you like what time? And you figure out the time and then just kind of like <laughs> playing accordingly like, okay. Uh, mommy's not gonna be home around, two or three. <laughs> nice. oh, and then or oh, dad's not gonna be home. So like I, I think that window <laughs> gap will work out perfect. So we just gonna find that window gap and just go play soccer.
0: Were their parents also restricting them not to play soccer? So you guys like coordinated like in a secretive manner, right? Yeah, because like
2: <laughs> so, they uh, they ask me where you going. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hang out with my friends, you know. Uh, and so like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, i am going to hang out my friend <laughs> right, right he's like but i'm playing soccer while You're hanging not out wrong right yeah. you know yeah. so um yeah yeah
1: so can you tell us a little bit about congo what language do they speak there what is the culture like just so we have a little bit of background
2: yeah sure the dr congo it's the second biggest country in africa uh, it is right in the center of Africa. We call it the heart of Africa. You know, some African might disagree with me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's just like what I think about. And the capital is Kinshasa, as you said. Congo has four national languages: French, Lingala, Swahili, and Kikongo. And the other thing about the culture, we are very hospitalized people. We like just love people, and um, we love music. When I'm saying music, it's like just singing, mm. dancing, mm. and all of that. We just like it's just a part of our culture. People just like love dancing, just love to have a good time, and singing, and just yeah. Besides, the landscape is beautiful. It's green, especially where I grew up. Um, it's more I grew up more in the city, or like in the capital. It's a beautiful country to visit.
0: And the main religion
2: is? Christianity. Christi- okay. Yeah. Yeah. Christianity is like 90% of the population are Christians.
0: The reason why I ask is because in India, there's so many gods. So we accept Christianity as one of the religions. Mm. Um, that's why I ask, like, do yeah. they accept Christianity as like religion because they believe in Christianity? Or is, is it because they accept it as one of their gods? You know what I
2: mean? Yeah, because they believe in Jesus Christ. Okay. The, so yeah. s- wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's, wow. Yeah. that's wrong.
1: So will you just give us a little bit more about your background and your story? Kind of like where you started. You said you were born in Congo. Just kind of go from there, you know, just so we have a little bit more context for like where you are now and like when you came to the States and that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Thank you. As I to said, yeah, I was born in the Congo, lived there for a little bit and then um, until 10 years and I went to go to boarding school and then after boarding school, I graduated and then I was trying to figure out like what was my next step. And then between my next step, I had to kind of help out my father with his business and stuff. And then I was trying to also figure out like what I want to do with my life and stuff like that. And then in 2015, that's kind of when I uh, I came to the States. When I came to the States, I, I was studying at Hill Community College, which is in Boston, Charleston. So I was registered there. I was studying... English as a first language, also engineering classes. I was there for, like, two semesters, and then when uh, money got tight, I had to drop out uh, and try to figure out. Working now, I was like, okay, I can work and, and also pay for school, and I realized, like, <laughs> the job that you're going to be doing gonna, is not going to be enough yeah. for you yeah. to pay for rent with food or health insurance and also go to school. Yeah, and uh, how old were you? Oh, man. 19. So, and then... Just kinda of through the midst of everything and just trying to like figure out like what was the best. I started working at Millipore, which is like a biotech company in Denver. They just build medical devices. So while working in Millipore for a quite while and then I had another job, came in after that at Jersey Mike's. And then while doing that and also was thinking about like this is not what I want to be. I was thinking about like I wanna to go to school. I don't I wanna finish my education That was kinda of, uh, my priorities. That's when I met one of the guys from my small group from NECAS. He was a, a Gordon alumni and told me about Gordon College. And he's like, Well, I know Gordon College, I know the guy there's his name is Dan man.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh so was, <laughs> and he put me in contact with Dan man, and I met with them and just kinda of tell them a little bit about myself, why I wanted to to study, why I wanted this education and stuff. So he kinda of go from there, you know. So yeah, that's kind of how the like, job and stuff happened, and that's kind of how Gordon also kind of like, came in mm-hmm. playing the way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've been I've been here Gordon since then.
1: <laughs> hmm. And you came to the states by yourself, right? I did. Yes. What was that like? It
2: was you? hard. Think about like an 19 year old and just kind of like travel the world.
1: And have you never like been to the states before? Before I have that? never. Yes. Wow. So yeah. it was your first time,
2: right? Usually, like when in the Congo. The idea is like, oh, I'm going to study in France, right? Oh, I'm going to go to Belgium. It just works out better because both countries speak French. So it's like the transition is pretty easy and stuff like that. And it's closer, right? Uh, Europe is closer than America. So I took the plane from the Congo by myself with like some money in my pocket and went to spend some time in Ethiopia, France, Ireland, and then end up in the United (laughs) States. Yeah, it was kind of a wild journey, right and being scared and also like just not knowing what i'm going to do or yeah. where i'm going to yeah. end up but i knew something good is going to come out of this and through all those times i felt like it built like a such a different character in me i felt like it ch- kind of changed me it forces me to grow up quicker and be more responsible about like the little decisions i was making because i was like oh i don't have any other choices i had to be very careful about like who i talk to yeah what I do and when I'm going. Yeah, but somehow I end up, I applied also for like, again, as I told you for colleges and stuff and Bankei was a, one of the first college to accept it. my application. And I was like, oh, I guess this is where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to America. <and laughs> again, when I look in America, I look at this one big country, right? And everything's just in it. And when I came here, I was like, oh, this is huge. <laughs> this country's huge. And it's like, it's different. Everything um, is big, right? Really. Yeah, yeah, so a little disappointed because when you see on the tv you see like they show you new york um, oh, Olay, no. <laughs> uh hollywood you know all those like big yeah. cities chicago like all this but like, i end up in beverly right <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> which is
1: not chicago right <laughs> yeah never <laughs> been
2: <laughs> so right i end up in beverly like yo uh not close to new york times Beverly's a cute town right? yeah just <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, like yeah, yeah like when you look looking at tvs like you see all those like big buildings and stuff like yeah. that so like that was what i was expecting and i was expecting it to be cleaner
1: <laughs> like i don't know I like, when i came i was like
2: this is not what yeah because it was kind of like that cultural shock it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay this i guess this is it yeah you know so that was my first impression when i came here did you know anybody before you came to the states no i have friends in america but i do not know where this is crazy <laughs>
1: You came straight to the community college, you said? Uh, Bunker Hill? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. That's where I started, yeah. Okay. How was that for you? Because that was, was your first college experience. I think
2: Bunker Hill was pretty diverse. I met some Congolese students there, wow. uh, which was pretty easy for me to connect with them. And then they were, like, showing me things, like, oh, this is how you do things. And mind you, I barely spoke English, mm-hmm. you know? Those Congolese students kind of helped me with, like, transitioning and so like, understanding a little bit about, like, how things are moving here. Yeah, so transitioning was hard because of the language barrier, trying to, like, communicate with people. Because I love talking to people. I just love, like, get to know people. But that was very hard for me to do. And when I started learning English, I like making jokes sometimes. (laughs) And I could not make jokes in English. Right? It was like, how do you make jokes in English? Yeah. Like, I don't think it's possible to make jokes in English. (laughs) (laughs) It's like... I want to say something, but I can't. <laughs> but yeah, one funny story is I went to buy a toothbrush and I went to a stopping shop. Mm-hmm. And I get there, I walk all the aisles, I couldn't find it. And I start looking at the signs and trying to read. Nah, I couldn't read. <laughs> I couldn't understand what it was saying. I was like, I need to clean my teeth, I need to buy <laughs> something. And then this lady comes in, she's like, Oh, can I help you? Mm-hmm. I knew what help was, right? I went to Google, I typed that in French. <laughs> And then show her the picture of what I needed. And then I show her, she's like, oh, yeah, kind of. And then she showed me what it was. But I I felt so stupid Mm -hmm. in that moment. This is not good. This is not what I wanted. Like, I need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. So um, I started reading a lot of books in English and watching a lot of movies in English and just, like, do everything I can to just, like, learn it. Anybody I saw who speaks English, I was like, I just want to talk to you. Like, even if it doesn't make sense, I just want to practice whatever I've learned. It's yeah. yeah. just like, keep talking, 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 and record myself sometimes and like, what I think I say. And so now, as I'm recording, when I hear it, I'm like, Wow, well, I sounded terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you still have them? That's amazing. Yeah, it's like,
2: I see that. Yeah, I'm like oh. that helps me like think back of the struggle of like right. Look how like, far you've yeah, come. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Exactly. Oh. So like when I look at, i like, oh my god, this is so funny. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs>
0: I didn't know there are people who do that. Like I, I've heard it, but I didn't know you've experienced that yeah like you have to self-record listen to yourself right yeah <laughs>
2: yeah mm. i still have the recording so yeah, i just like to keep it with me sometimes it just kind of like remind me of those uh this moment
1: so what we really wanted to focus on with this episode was cross-cultural friendships and relationships mm. and we thought that you would be kind of a perfect person for this just coming from your background and you know you're in a multicultural marriage now which is so interesting and we're gonna talk about that a little later but we would just love to know like what does friendship or relationships in general look like in your culture and then how do they compare to you coming into the states and realizing like that culture shock that you were talking about like oh things are different here
2: so my experience friendship to me means like someone like i really trust and someone like i'm willing to let him tell me when i'm wrong and someone that like i can do everything with The expectation that I do have for my friends, like you check on me, I check on you, right? Mm -hmm. You like when something is wrong, you tell me, I tell you. So that's kind of how I view friendship. And coming here was kind of first. It was hard making friends because uh, living in Beverly, which is predominantly white neighborhood. Sometimes I find myself not connecting with certain people because of our different backgrounds, where I'm from, or things that I like. So it was very hard for me to connect. But when I started going to Netcast, I met this guy. His name is Eddie Martinez. Uh, he's from Dominican Republic. Hmm. And uh,
1: Netcast is the church. Yes.
2: In- Netcast is the in church in, uh, in Denver. Yeah. So he was kind of the first friends I made here in America. Uh, as we're talking, I found myself like having this similar childhood that he had pretty much. Mm. there was just like he was living life in DR. Right. I feel like it was pretty much the same thing that I did on uh, growing up. And that was kinda like the main point of me bonding with with him. But like at Gordon College, for example, what i realized like, i need to expand my uh, net worth you know like my friendship i wanted to make sure like i was trying to make friends understand how the white culture thinks about friendship how how can i be friends with them so i kind of did a study on myself and trying like know like how the majority of the white people in beverly area or the golden area what kind of things like they don't like what kind of things that they likes all of that so trying to just kind of learn and and connect you know so, I came in concluded, like, oh, okay. So, they do certain things, so, like, I don't. I Which I understand why they do that now. Because at first, I was like, why well, everybody's smiling?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Right? Is that a genuine smile? Or okay. is that a fake smile? Someone just like, smile at me. And I realized, like, oh, this is what people do here. But, like, that did not mean. Oh, I like you. Oh, I want you to be mm. my friend. Yeah. Right. When I saw that, I was like, Oh, probably they want to be my friend. Oh, let me go talk <laughs> to them. Right. And then they realize that. Oh, hell. What well, like? What are you doing here? Like, I don't know you. Like, what's going on? Right. But I'm like, Oh, I receive a signal. Like, you laugh, you smile, some you smile. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought like we we're trying to be friends, and you know, I just did not get a memo. Right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean like they inviting you. This just means like, oh, this is why you do here. You just do a smile and
0: just. Keep on your day.
1: And in the Congo would mean that they are. Right.
2: They genuinely, like, want to talk and stuff like that. It's like, oh, hey, what's up? How oh. you doing?
0: So that's some of the differences that you find in your culture and, like, yeah. culture here, right? Like, yeah. not smiling. But if you smile, it's intentional. Like, in a sense, like, yeah, let's be friends and make connections kind of yeah. thing.
2: Yeah? yeah. People back home also, like, they make it known to you. They're like, yes, I want to be your friend. They genuinely tell you to. They want to make sure, like, they send a clear message
1: and then we also really wanted to ask about one major cross-cultural relationship that's in your life, which is your wife, oh, Jennifer. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, shout you, out to Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, who he you should met- be listening
2: to this. Listen, baby, I love you. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> who you met here at Gordon.
2: Yes, I did. Yeah. So um, give
1: us a little overview of that story.
2: So uh, freshman year, Gordon College, on campus, trying to figure out college, and finally I'm here dream comes true like i'm here in college and i'm about to start my first day of school like i'm excited and i'm also nervous you know um it's just all the mixed feelings mind you one of the decisions i've I made myself going to college okay i am not going to date anybody <laughs> i am going to focus on my work for four mm-hmm. years and get out right right i told myself that <laughs> sure right <laughs> <laughs> i told myself that like yeah they I'm, all tell themselves right, right? Yeah, look. <laughs> <laughs> like i was serious about it i was like <laughs> no i am not doing anything i'm just going to go to uh, college yeah. and finish because i have no right to, to mess it up because this is my only chance i have after two weeks of classes and stuff i uh i was in lane lane is a cafeteria in here at Gordon college Trying to get food and trying to get lunch like everybody else <laughs> does. As one does. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked. And I saw this amazing girl. Yeah, good looking girl. <laughs> uh, walking around. I was like, oh, wow. And then I was like, well, she's she's pretty. <laughs> I told myself that. And I was just like, wow, why am I looking at this girl? Like, what am I doing here, Roddy? It's only been two weeks. Right? <laughs> oh, no. It's only been two weeks. Not you not say that like you will never. It's, you. it's been two weeks only. <laughs> Then to backtrack a little bit, during that summer I met this some Gordon alumni who played soccer here at Gordon College. They were playing pickup soccer during the summer. I used to come to play soccer with some Gordon students, and one of them was Betegal Gilo. He was one of the guys I used to play with. And Betts, since I knew him before coming to Gordon, I realized later on that Betts and Jennifer were friends. Jennifer is my wife, the girl that I was looking in cafeteria, and I was just talking about Betts like, "Hey, like I saw this girl." Uh, I started describing Jennifer, and he was like, "Oh, I know her. She's my friend." I was like, "No way! <laughs> Are you serious?" I said, like, "Yeah." He <laughs> like, said, "Yo, bro, you gotta help me out." <laughs> he's like, "You gotta help me out, bro." He's like, "Yeah, what do you need?" I uh, he's like, "Yeah, you gotta be a wingman and stuff like that." <laughs> like, oh, he's like, "Do wow. you know like what's her what's her major?" He's like, "Oh, she's a bio major." Uh, she also oh by the way she does tutoring math, and I was like, "Well." Maybe I should go get some math help. So, a Sunday, I decided to go to the math tutoring while Jennifer works. So, I went there and I saw her. I was like, oh, okay, this is it. And my heart was pounding. I right? was <laughs> like, oh, just calm down, Roddy. You're going to be fine.
1: And she's not, she wasn't a freshman when you met her, right? She was a sophomore. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm. So, I was there and then uh, I raised my hand. I was like, right, can I get some help here? And then she came over. She said, like, oh, hi. Oh, uh, how can I help you? And she was very sweet. She was very nice. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I need help with this. this. I don't even remember what I need help with. But she's just, like, explaining to me, oh, I was not even there. <laughs> <laughs> and then while she's explaining, I'm thinking about, like, okay, what should I tell her? Mm. Like, how can I talk to her? And then she's explaining. She's like, oh, do you get it? So, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, understand, understand. What about here? What about here? I don't understand. This <laughs> oh, my gosh. She just kept uh, <laughs> explaining, keep explaining. And then while she was doing that, I was like, Oh, um and listen how bold I was. <laughs> oh my god. And I was like, Oh, hey, um, would you wanna do lunch sometimes with me? First time I ever met that person, wow. right? And then home girl looking at me is like, Oh, look at this guy, just uh, just <laughs> out of nowhere. And my job, me working, has me like to do lunch and stuff. And she was like, Oh, I don't do lunch. I was like, Oh, nice. that's not good. I was like, Okay. All right. Also, me, I don't take no for an answer. I was like, okay, this is game on. This is good, (laughs) right? Let's do it now. I feel this is serious now. Mm. Rejection to me just makes me just want to go for it more. Mm. I feel like this is more important because I believe when you get something very easy, I feel like you don't really see the value of it. So I just started DMing her on Instagram, (laughs) you know, just sliding the DMs, just talking, (laughs) you know. Blah blah blah, and then I was like, "Oh, she don't want to do the lunch," and then finally she was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I'd wait Thursday." So that was kind of our first date, uh-huh. and just kind of had like a really really good time, just talking, really get to know her, and, and then I felt we there was a connection between us. You know, I felt something I was like, "Wow, like this is good." Like I did not force myself to be somebody else. You know, that was kind of how everything started, and then two weeks later we started dating and stuff. So. Mm.
0: Yeah. She wow. didn't she didn't know it was coming.
2: <laughs> oh or she, did she? She <laughs> had no idea. Yeah, she had no idea what was coming, You're
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah. You know, we're on the topic of cross culture, right? And so did you think about being with someone who's not of your culture?
1: Right. Where is she from?
0: She's from Ohio. Okay. Mm. Um
1: so very different from your yes. own culture. Right. Totally very, different. Totally different, mm. yes.
2: Yeah. So Dating someone was different for me, it was hard because Jennifer was my second white girl to date. The first one was very bad because the culture difference was just so big. The gap to close it was just not enough. Mm-hmm. Expectations were just like different. And then I had kind of the same baggage. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out because we're different and stuff yeah. like that. But like, I was willing to give it a try. But what struck me about Jennifer was her family hosted a student, an international student oh. from yeah. Jamaica. So like she was being exposed a little bit of like someone mm-hmm. was different than her, and trying to like learn more about mm-hmm. that person and stuff like kind of live with them. And also the other thing is, if you look at Jennifer's friends group, it's very diverse, mm-hmm. and she has like um, Hispanic friends, uh, black friends. Uh, a white Chinese Like all like ethnically, that You can think of That's Jennifer's group friends To me That was the person Who she was Who she is Right mm-hmm. To be like Involved in Different cultures and stuff So that was an easy transition A little bit To close that little gap Between like What we had I remember like When we started dating, Constantly talking about like Those expectations Where are those You know like For example In my culture Dating is like I don't have to be with The person 24-7 I don't want to be with the person, like... All the time. Mm -hmm. All All the the time, time. you know? Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, before I come in these pictures, you had friends, you had family, you had all these people, right? So when me come in a picture, I don't want to take those people away from you. Mm -hmm. I still want you to be involved in those people. And the other thing is, like, that was time, right? Mm -hmm. Congo with time is, like, we're very flexible. (laughs) (laughs) With time, what what I can say. It's like, you know, I will say... Oh, we're meeting at 7.30. Oh, I show up at 8 o'clock.
1: Yeah. Mm. I
2: show up at 8.15.
1: Yeah. And I'm
2: like, I'm not even rushing. And I'm like, <laughs> taking my time, oh, yeah. getting there. Like, oh, so, hi, how you doing? How long have you been here? Oh, I've been here since 7.15, right? Because oh, her no. her her culture is like 7.30, yeah. 10 minutes, 15 minutes before, meaning I should be here already. Mm. Right it means that, like, oh, you know what? I start getting ready at 7.45, <laughs> you know? And then that was kind of hard on her part and my part because that was creating some disappointment, you know, yeah. uh, because reality and expectation was not meeting expectations, which is creating disappointment. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good lesson because meeting at 730, show up at eight o'clock. <laughs> it's not good. Right. Mm. Uh, that was kind of like a good way of like made sort of the transitions. Like, OK, telling her, like, listen, I'm going to do my best, you know. Now I'm pretty good. <laughs> now I'm saying like, you tell me like, oh, oh, I'm like there at 7 o'clock probably. Or wow. 7.15, I'm there. You know I'm just yeah. saying? So wow. so like, big improvement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I remember also like two weeks ago, we went to a uh, wedding in Seattle, her and I. um, And it's a Congolese wedding. And I forget, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. since I've like shifted a little bit my mindset, I forget like, I'm in a Congolese wedding right now. Yeah. Things are now different. So, the ceremony was supposed to start 1 o'clock. And uh, Jennifer and I were doing this thing. We're like, oh, wow, we're late. It's 12.30. Oh, we're so <laughs> late. We got to move. We did everything quick. We get there at 12.50. So we're like, ten minutes before we start. And nobody's there. No one um, is there. They're still decorating the space. <laughs> <laughs> that clicked on my head. I was like, I am sorry. <laughs> I should have told you. These things are not going to start until 2 o'clock or 2.30. Oh, my
0: gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's
2: God. like, oh, yeah, okay, let's just eat. So we sat there for like an hour and a half until like <laughs> little the little ceremony started, like 2.30. Interesting. Right. Well, after that, it was like a little gap between the reception. It was like an hour. And we was like, we just go back to the hotel. And it was supposed to start like seven o'clock. I was like, we're not getting there until eight <laughs> thirty. You know. I'm serious. Like, like, no, that's not. like Christmas. like, okay, let's just get there at eight fifteen. We got the eight fifteen. We're still the first people to get there <laughs> right? It's like wow. the, the time management is just different for Congo and yeah. America. It's very different and people are just like very casual.
1: Right? So is there like a designated time? to come or do you just know to come like two hours later than said or yeah yeah. (laughs) that's
2: just (laughs) wow yeah it's just like an hour late it's fine yeah those are kind of the main things navigate through like our relationship about like languages barrier and like expectations because coming from different backgrounds like see the world in a different way so um, it just took both of us knowing understanding like we're different Mm -hmm. right and and like let's try and make it work right so so like keep that communication going all the time. So, for example, my family, right? When you marry a Congolese, you marry the whole family, <laughs> right? I just how it is. She she married me, she married my whole family. My sisters, aunts, uncle, <laughs> nephews, everybody. <laughs> she is with everybody, right? <laughs> because they expect something from her. Like, yeah. I'll just give you an example. So, like, sometimes, like, they expect Jennifer to call them randomly to say hi. I remember my mom telling me, like, oh, she hasn't called me. Why is she just not calling me? Wow. <laughs> And here it's not like that, yeah. right? Mm. And I remember asking my coach because he's married as a like, coach. So do I have to call Jennifer's parents once in a while? <laughs> hey, how does the, the culture here works like? Because I feel like I have to call them because that's mm. why we do in my culture. I have to like make sure like I check on the parents, my yeah. my parents-in-law. Just be like once in a while, hi, how you doing? Yeah, just checking in, see how you guys doing. Right, that's it. And that means like you care. Yeah. But right? and when you you don't do that, it means like you do not care. So my parents had to ask me, that and I was like, oh, she needs to make sure like she calls. Yeah. Like, just say hi or text. So she make sure that, okay, she cares, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are things that I can point out on the top of my head.
0: As you, like, adjust one another uh, with each other's culture, right? You know, what could be associated with being in a cross-cultural relationship and, you know, the positive aspect of it?
2: Being different is good beautiful some people say like big difference is not good at all you have to be the same or uniform stuff like that but i had to realize like Mm -hmm. us being different it's also making us more powerful Mm -hmm. right because in certain area i know how to handle certain situations because a certain high area i am the driver right Mm -hmm. i'm like okay i'm taking the lead and there are certain area she's the driver right she's like okay i know how this Things works, and I will take the lead, and you just follow me along.
1: That's so cool, though, because when you think about it, you are being brought into her culture, and she is also being brought into yours. Mm -hmm. When you're learning about each other, you're not just learning about a person, but you're learning about the entire culture that they're coming from. Right. Yeah. And that is so so unique and different.
0: Yeah, that's unique, and also like you know, Jennifer is the perfect person to kind of accept all your cultural differences and. Make
2: that adjustment. Yes, we have that willingness, as you mentioned, Peter, uh, of, like, accepting the other person's culture. And I would say, for example, food. So right now, we still figure out the food way. Because, like, sometimes I just crave to eat, like, some Congolese food. Yeah. Food. I just want to fill. I just want <laughs> to eat. And if she doesn't know how to make them. Mm. She, does, she knows how to make some of them. She asked me, what do you want to eat? I'm like, I can picture it in my head, mm. I can see it, <laughs> but I don't know what to tell you what I want to eat, <laughs> right. but I, I want to eat something authentic, but she's like, but tell me what it is, I'm like, I do not know what it is, mm. but like, I, if I see it, I will know, but if I, like, I was in, like, the Congolese household, they, oh, yeah. they will know exactly, like, what I need, right, those are the kind of, also the sacrifice that, mm-hmm. that comes with it. I have to sacrifice those it's things. Hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's
1: really hard. And communication is huge, especially when you're communicating cross culturally like that. It's so important, especially in that type of relationship, to be on the same page. And I know people who are married and both of them are from different cultures and, and they talk about how hard it can be sometimes mm. like there's some really good things about it but there's some really hard things like you could be talking about something and one of you says something and you don't know if it's rubbing up against the culture or the person because if it's a person you can grow from that but if yeah. it's the culture then that's when the submission part comes in. Yep definitely
2: so. that's what it is yeah you said mm-hmm. it all it's, it's hard but at the same time it's beautiful Yeah. so just gotta learn to sacrifice things. One thing someone said like to me it was you have to be willing to let other things go things that you cannot live without you yeah. know like certain things that you say like i can't live without food do not go marry someone who's different than you or unless you are you're willing to teach them the whole thing mm-hmm. and even if they, they need to learn the whole thing it's not going to be enough or the same as someone who's like authentic right, right who's right. Who from that culture if you can't live without eating authentic food every day then it's gonna be hard for you multicultural relationship it, it's good And it also comes with challenges because certain people from your family might not accept it. I start from my experience because my aunts did not like that, Mm. right? Me marrying someone who's different than me, me marrying a white person. And I was like, okay, let me hear what they have to say about it. Even if they don't know the person, Mm. right? I just wanted to hear. Well, the the idea was, well, she's going to make you forget your family. Mm. She's going to want you by herself. She's not going to want your family to come live with you if there's something going on. Mm-hmm. And all of that, it's true. Because I've seen it with certain people, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, okay, do you know that that's not a cultural thing? That's a personal thing, I think. In Congo is we more about, like, large family. Like, everybody's included. But here's more like mom, dad, kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, her being willing to accept my largest family yeah. so I can see where she was coming from, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, this is not what people do in america here about the culture so like things like that her jennifer and i have talked about it it's fun with that you know and those things like you can talk about and fix it and it's like before you commit it or something like that you have to be like what are the things like Mm -hmm. that's gonna be hard for me to live with you know so if it's one of the things like don't don't do it you know if it's something that you're willing to like work through it and yeah do it you know but her family were very nice to me, which I really appreciated. They were respectful, receptive to me. They gave me a really good experience for being a white family. They got me as their own child, you know, just, yeah. So I felt love since the first time I've set my foot in that family until now. Uh, they still care for me and stuff like that. So
0: Your life is in itself like an encouragement for those who are, you know, in the situation of having to be with someone of different culture in a yeah. relationship. If you ever had to sum that up if you have small encouragements, those
2: Yeah, I would say for those people who are hesitant or want to be multi uh, cultural relationship, it's like, man, you just gotta work for it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, if that's what you want, you gotta work for it, set boundaries and and then communicate and talk and talk and talk. And when we say talking, just talk about the important things like How do you feel about this, right? So, like, how do you feel about me bringing my sisters here? Mm -hmm. How do you feel about me sending my mom 100 bucks Mm -hmm. every month? How do you feel about me eating certain food? How do you feel about me coming late to certain things? Because I can't. (laughs) That's huge. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Like, how do you feel about all this? Like, I just can't help it. I don't know. I'm just always late. I don't know why I'm late, (laughs) but I'm always late. Like, (laughs) all of those things. Like, we need to be able to talk about those things. And, like, I know that there will be friends telling you, like, Oh, don't do this kind of discouraging you and stuff like that because i've heard that people say like well, why are you dating a white girl or why are you doing this i'm like it's my choice Mm-mm. it's not your choice right yeah. <laughs> if something goes bad things happen with me not you you know exactly. so like just follow like what you want to do and whatever decision you make you just make sure like you're serious about it and just go for it again talking huh. again i repeat again talking and <laughs> and keeping an open-minded because don't assume things right again man. Because sometimes I assume things like, hmm, I think Jennifer is going to do this. <laughs> right? And she does not do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel bad and I get mad. I get disappointed because I assume that she's going to come at me when she sees me right like again you have to talk communication mm-hmm. do not assume because that person is a magician it's <laughs> not god or yeah. who can just read your heart that's kind of like advice i'll give to people who are in a multicultural relationship and just be willing to learn and listen because that's one of the things that jesus wants us to do like, mm-hmm. we have to like be able to listen and learn
1: yeah and it's a lot of submitting to each other too when there's just thinking about them and loving them first and love is an mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. right yeah, it's not just yeah. saying a certain thing but right. it's actually showing them that that's correct
0: and we're so grateful. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is wow. P- this was
1: so fun. Yeah, thank <laughs> you
2: so <laughs> much for having me. And, and I pray that through this and a lot of people can learn something and also pray that whoever is going to listen to this can feel encouraged if they're discouraged about the mm-hmm. current relationship they're into or they can find some comfort in this.
0: Well, thank you so much. And also <laughs> good luck to your senior year, man. Yeah. <laughs> also. Yes. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Outcast. We hope you've enjoyed this conversation. If you'd like to help support this podcast, please share it with your friends and family and on your social media. Outcast is now streaming on all major podcast platforms. You can also find us on our Instagram at ISS underscore Outcast. Thanks for listening.